So I want to use for a thought pulling back the covers. I want to talk to you for a moment about the thought pulling back the covers. I had a conversation with the grandson of a Church of God in Christ pastor. Some of you may have heard of him. He's a famous businessman from the music industry. Produced several different rap songs. And I want to share with you what he said from the lyrics of one of his rap songs, and so don't get mad at me. Because his language is not my language. But his language speaks the truth of Rahab's experience and the experience of folk from the place where Rahab is from. He says in a song entitled, Where I'm From, he says, I'm from the place where the church is the flakiest. Niggas is praying to God so long that they atheists. I'm from the place where they cross over and clap boards, lost Jehovah in place of the rap lords. What this rapper turned businessman named Jay-Z, otherwise known on his birth certificate as Sean Carter, is really saying is that our communities are populated and, and polluted with churches that are living off the dimes and existing off the dimes of folk who are surviving off of pennies. They're dealing with folk who are praying and they're dealing with unanswered prayers. It seems that they are praying to a God who seems to be silent and they keep on praying day after day, year after year, generation after generation and conditions seem to be getting worse. Crime keeps on going on. Drugs keep getting dealt, and the saints keep on praying and nothing seems to happen, but in that same neighborhood, there's sports going on. In that same neighborhood, folk can't recite the Bible, but they can tell you all the latest lyrics. And so what Jay-Z is trying to say is that where folk can't find hope in the church, they're finding hope in the streets. So Jay-Z is saying that this is some vulnerable space. And so our text highlights for us this vulnerable space as we find both these Israelite spies and Rahab in this vulnerable space as they are set on a divine collision course. They, 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 they are set on a divine collision course that God sends them there as they are wrestling with the question in their lives, where has God been? They're both dealing with issues that they find themselves struggling with the issues of their past, looking over their situations, wondering, where is God? They're trying to find God and all they see over the noise of their lives. They see God and they, they cannot see God because all of their lives seem faulty. We, we discover today that, that, that these Israelite spies have been 
wandering through this wilderness and Rahab has been living as a prostitute in Jericho and they're both in a vulnerable space. She, she has been naked and they have been surviving in the wilderness wondering where is God? This is some vulnerable spaces that they cannot find God in the strange silence. They spend their energy looking for God looking externally and they cannot deal with the internal issue. They cannot deal with the very things inside of themselves that keep them trying to find God. They're looking for God. They're going to the places where they expect to find God and God is not there. They, they're talking to folk who, expect, who they expect to talk about God. They don't hear anything about God and they're, they're, they're left wondering where is God. They're, they're, they're left dealing with the fact that their lives are, God is covered up. But what they don't realize is that every now and then God will introduce somebody into our lives that will help us to pull back the covers and to help us get to know God better. But sometimes if we're not careful, we might dismiss what God is doing. I want us to pay attention to what God is doing in this text because God creates a divine collision in an unlikely place. Well, what do you mean, preacher? Uh, the Israelite spies uh, show up at the house of one Rahab the prostitute. Uh, they know the nature of Rahab's business. Uh, and, and, and if you will bear with, bear with me for a while, they, they didn't show up without understanding the nature of her business. And they understood that they were mixing business with pleasure. Because they were spies, they, they specialized in getting information and so they, 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 they used the tools that they could to get the information that they could and so they, they, they spent the night The language says that they spent the night at the house of the prostitute. And so they knew what was going to happen. They, 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 they spent the night in a place where most of us would turn our nose. They, they were in a place. You see, some of us think that you ought to only be in the church but they were in the prostitute's house where God met them but the text lets us know that Rahab had great expectations of this divine collision because Rahab has to show has to show, show soldiers even the hats, the spies, even before the soldiers show up. Rahab 
shows up, she does not deny her appeal. You, you see, some folk will try to make you think less of yourself, and 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 they they said, you know, those fellows that came here, and she said, of course they came to me. Why? Why wouldn't they? Come to me. Don't you know I'm a brick house of 36, 24, 36? Why wouldn't they come to me? Don't, don't you know I'm the best in the land? I'm a phenomenal one. Y'all know the lines. She, she doesn't deny. Her appeal, you got to know your worth. See, sometimes folk will try to make you think you're less than. You, you got to know how much you're worth. And, and, and then she denies where they're going and where they're from. And she sends the soldiers on the, on the wild goose chase. She says, go out and catch them. And you might go out and go out the city and you might catch them. And then it lets us know that Rahab expects something to happen. Because she seeks out the salvation of her family, she goes to the soldiers, to the spies, and she says, look here, my loyalties have changed. I, I, I want something. I want you to extend salvation. I want you to give up my family some hope. In this hopeless situation, I, I, I need a sign of good faith. I, I know the Lord is going to give you the land, but I, I need a sign of good faith. I need to be saved. She expects God's going to give them the land, but even still, there's hope that I won't be destroyed. Then the text lets us know that Rahab expects something to happen because she keeps repeating to them what she has heard about them and their God. Can I, can I pause for a moment because a lot of times we want to discount what other folk got to say. But here is a prostitute talking about what she heard about the Lord. Talking to Israelite spies. Let me tell you about the God that I heard about. Let me tell you what God, I heard God has promised you. Mm. Let me tell you what God is doing for you. Let me tell you how I see God moving. Pulling back the covers a lot of times. We don't witness. Because we're afraid of what folk might think of us. But watch God pulling back the covers because the one we think we're witnessing to becomes the witness. God's pulling back the covers. The one who is witnessing is not the Israelite spies, but it is Rahab, the prostitute. It's not the one we expect. 
It's not the one who has the religious experience. It's the one who's living the lifestyle that's undesirable. It's the one who's out there. Everyone's looking down on But she's talking about the promises of God. It's the prostitute talking about the presence and the power of God. It's the prostitute talking about don't you know there is a God who rules earth and heaven. Pulling back the covers. These spies are sent to spy out the land, especially Jericho. But these are some poor spies because all they do is stop at Rahab's house. There's some poor spying work because they didn't gather enough intelligence. If they worked for the CIA or MI5 or MI6, they would be fired because they didn't get a detailed dossier of what would the land, what detailed the land. But you see, all they did was go to Rahab's house. But I believe that all they needed to do was stop by Rahab's house. Because when they returned to Joshua, they gave the report, the Lord has definitely given us the entire land, and, and the land is in our power, and the people live in fear. They, they, they believe Rahab's report. That after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, that finally the Lord is able to do what God said that God would do. You, you, you see, here's the problem in the text. Joshua understands because he was among the twelve that went out the first time that spied out the land of Canaan. They came back with the fruit of the land and said it is a land that flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of the land thereof. And he and Caleb said that we are able to conquer But the other ten said that we're grasshoppers. And the other folk see us that way. And so they did not, they could not conquer the land. But because they went to Rahab's house, and because they had a divine collision with Rahab. Rahab was able to see something in them that somehow they could not see in themselves. Some of us might need to go by Rahab's house. Some of us might need to spend some time talking to some drug addicts. Some of us might need to spend some time talking to some alcoholics. Some of us 
might need to spend some time talking to some next cons. Some of us might need to spend some time talking to some prostitutes because they might see something in us. We don't see in ourselves. She sees in them that God has promised them the land that God is able to give it to them. But Rahab also is covered up. Rahab also has some issues here because Rahab is still yeah, we want folk to be perfect before they talk about God. Don't talk about the Lord if your life ain't changed first. But Rahab is talking about the Lord. But nowhere in the text does it say that she stopped being a prostitute. She, she's seeking to be saved. Yeah. But it doesn't say she stopped being a prostitute. She's seeking to know the Lord, but it doesn't say that she stopped being a prostitute. And so, in this divine condition, they have to show her how to be saved. And so they give her a challenge. They say, whenever we come, you need to make sure that your house is covered. And this is how you make sure that your house is covered. You leave this red rope hanging out of your window. You can't tell anybody why the rope is there. But you leave it hanging out of your window. You leave it there. If it ain't there when we come, you won't be saved. If you ain't in the house when we come, you won't be saved. But you make sure that you're there in the red rope hanging out of the window. When we come, you will be saved. So they go back. And they get ready to go and conquer Jericho. But they can't just go and conquer Jericho first. They have to celebrate the Passover. Oh, Y'all thought I was just rambling last week. But you better show enough make sure that you're covered. You see, they have to first stop by. And remember the night that they covered their doorposts. To remember the night that the death, the, 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 the plague of death passed through Egypt. And they were covered by the blood. That remind Rahab that in order to be saved, she had to make sure that every area of her life was covered. And when you look over your life, you ought to make sure that you're covered. Here, we oftentimes, because it's a struggle, because Rahab 
narrative of Jesus. Because if there had not been a Rahab, there would not be a Jesus. And so what we grab hold of in this story is that God can use us in our imperfections rather than our perfections because God through this red hand, through this prostitute, is able to share with the Israelite spies his power and his presence. He's able to share with them that he's still working in this world. He's able to share with them that God is still able when they lost their hope, when they lost their faith, this prostitute strengthens them, pulls back the covers, and reminds them of the God that they serve. Our speaker is not the one, the ideal person that we would look upon as a pillar of faith, but she is in the DNA of Jesus. She's in the DNA of Jesus. It's not the ideal person we put on the pedestal. She's a prostitute. She isn't the pillar of modesty and purity. She's a prostitute. And if she were to share her story in our time, as opposed to ancient times. We run out of the church. But what is it about Rahab in this narrative that makes her a pillar of faith rather than an obscurity in the church? Because truthfully, there are some Rahabs. There are some folk that are imperfect. There are some folk that God is still dealing with there are some folk that still have some issues that God is delivering them from. Yeah. Yeah. That God can use a word, that God can bring a word through to show us that God is able. Here Rahab makes a profession of faith. And God creates a divine collision because Rahab knows of God. But the spies no God. See, sometimes God brings us into people's lives because God has already prepared their hearts because she has heard about the Lord. But she does not know God. There are a lot of people who know of God, but they don't know God. They know about God. They know what God can do. But they don't have a relationship with God. And so God will send us to people who can remind us what God can do. And God will send us to people who we can help get to know God. Every now and then. We forget what God can do. And every now and then we need a reminder of who God is. And every once in a while we need to flame the fires of our lives and have the relationship with God restored. Here, God creates a divine relationship because 
Rahab has a desire for relationship and salvation for herself and her family. There's a divine collision because Rahab needs to be saved. And the spies know the way to salvation. A lot of us talk about the way. We can guide folk. Too often, we forget how to make the journey. And so when you make the journey over and over again, I believe that somewhere in their sharing with Rahab that you have to be covered, they remembered that before we go where God has taken us, we have to make sure that we're covered because that's what happened the first time when, when they tried to go in. The first time they thought that they were able, the first time after they doubted God and they tried to go and they doubted God, they forgot to make sure that they were covered. And so before they went in this time, they said, let us make sure that we are covered. And so when we keep walking people through the journey, we keep making sure that we're covered. You see, when you are, when you think you got it all together, after a while you lose sight of the fact that you got it together. And then Rahab makes a conscious decision to live in relationship with God's chosen people. Rahab had to make sure that she stayed in the house. She couldn't just get out. And, and so there's a divine collision because the spies had grown through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, wondering would God ever fulfill God's promises? And Rahab now has grown to saying, I want to know this God that has promised you this land. And if God has promised to give you this land, I know God is able. And if this God, I want to get to know this God. And if this God is great. And so here is what I want us to know about this text. Because we're quick to overlook the most simplistic point of why Rahab is in the genealogy of Jesus. If you ask most folk why they know Rahab, they will tell you she was a prostitute. That's the most significant part of her bio. But Matthew says in the genealogy of Jesus that Rahab marries a brother named Samuel. Rahab, the prostitute, hooks up with a brother named Samuel. 
And in the Jewish culture, names have meanings. It's not like Shaniqua or John Keisha or all of these names that we sound, that we think sound good. People name their kids things because it meant something. So we never stop to ask the question, why is it so significant that a Rahab hooks up with a Samba? Rahab's name has a meaning. Rahab means wide, it means broad, it means untamable. Rahab is a name for Egypt, you don't go back to Rahab, you don't cross. Rahab was a prostitute, and so she's also a bottomless pit. You don't cross a Rahab. But when Rahab is saved, this prostitute, one who hooks up with many men, this prostitute hooks up with a brother named Sam. And so since you don't know the language, let me see if I can help you out. You see, uh, Salma is a strange name for a brother. Uh, and I know in church culture, many women pray for Boaz. They're waiting on their Boaz. But you don't get a Boaz. Unless a Rahab and a Salma get together. If you don't believe me, stop by next week and you'll understand more and more by by. You, you don't get a Boaz unless a Rahab and a Salma get together. But a Rahab, which means wide and broad, a prostitute who lives uncovered, lives getting naked. That's how she makes her living. Salma is a strange name because it means clothing. It's equivalent to naming your child t-shirt or pants. In other words, we have a Jesus because that which was uncovered Because the prostitute got saved. That which was naked got clothed. And because that which was naked got clothed, we have a Jesus. In other words, if that which was naked had not gotten clothed, we would have no Jesus. Y'all not with me now. I, I, I know some of us are struggling with the fact that some of us have gone through some things that we are dealing with and, and we don't know how to go through life and we are, are dealing with the fact that we don't know how to deal with the things that are going on in our lives and we don't know the fact that we are dealing with sin and sin has its grip on us but we have a Jesus because at some point in our lives every sin ought to know that they need to be covered and I thank God today that every sinner 
is covered. I thank God today that when you realize that every sinner is covered by God's blood, we know that we're able because of Rahab's testimony. But here's the challenge, the problem for us in our text. Rahab's testimony is all based on the fact of somebody else. What, what, what do I mean? Somebody else told Rahab about God. Did you read the text again? The spies never talked about God. Rahab never hears about the goodness of God from the spies. The spies never talks about how the Lord delivers them from Egypt. The spies never talk about how God delivers them from the armies of the, uh, uh, the Amorites on the other side of the joy. All of Rahab's testimony of how God is powerful, how God is present comes from the words of somebody who does not know the law. And so I come by to ask you what will happen when folk who know the law begin to open their mouth Just yet. Thirteen times. 
they circled the walls of Jericho after every tribe was represented. After they looked around and saw that God had provided for all of them. Then Joshua said, now you can shout. And when they shout, the walls came down. And when the walls came down, not only did they receive the promises of God, but Rahab was saved. When they shouted, God gave them what God had for them. And Rahab got saved. It's time for us to look around the building and to see how God is blessing us. And when we see that God has blessed all of us, I know we want to bless, we want to shout when we think we got ours. But when I see God giving yours, and I see God giving yours, and I shout, I see folks getting delivered, see getting folks set free, and I see God giving me more, see God giving me increase. And I see God pulling back the covers. A lot of us live lives that are covered up. We live in a way. We live in a way that some of us are red. Many of us have discounted Rahab. But God has a blessing in store for you. When you talk to Rahab, because you're here today, and you have forgotten about God's promises, Your faith has become weary and rocked and you come to church Sunday after Sunday trying to find it. Look to the preacher waiting for the sermon, the right sermon, listen to the choir waiting for the right song and still hadn't found it. I suggest you need to go talk to Rahab to remind you that God has blessed you, that God's promises have not failed you, that God sees in you, that God has something for you that you have forgotten to remind you of your promises, but not only that. I want you to know that in your talking to Rahab, God is going to do work in that one that you wrote off. In that one that you thought couldn't teach you nothing. In that one that you thought was a lost cause. God's already working on their heart. 